Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with Sporting 160 EM podcast number 175. And indeed, we are fucking shit, as the title says. Uh, before we get into anything else, though, if you haven't been made aware, you can win a sporting jersey from uh, us truly. If, if you wanted it still this season, I don't know why you would, because we're a bit shit. So, I mean, but if that's something you're interested in, make sure you go over to our Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube as well. Take a screenshot and send it to us. We will do a randomizer and we will select one lucky winner to win a sporting shirt of their choice from Loja Verde and we'll pay for shipping as well. Like I said, all you have to do is subscribe to us and take a screenshot as proof and reply. But now we've got that admin out of the way, let me introduce you to my wonderful co-host. First, we've got the main man from Canada, Mr. Rich. How are you doing today, man? Uh, I'm good. It's been a rough week, hasn't it? We lose to Porto. The next day I get some sort of bubonic plague, so I was out of commission for three days. Finally feeling better, and then we tied a meat jet, ju- ju- whatever the hell they're called. Uh, just a rough week. <laughs> it's not a good week in, in, in all. But uh, we're here now. We're, this is our therapy session, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and last but not least, we've got probably a broken-hearted man, lost the Super Bowl, and now an awful game for sporting. Mr. Chris, yeah. how you doing today, man? And actually lost the Classico uh, the same day as the Super Bowl, just earlier in the day. That's oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, man, it's been a tough, a tough string of setbacks. Um, probably, I mean, obviously could have easily lost today as well. Feels feels like a loss despite the the draw. And honestly, it really is like the game never happened because of the new away goals rule. Can just kind of write it off. Um, it's zero, zero zero basically. Um, you think they'd be able to go to Denmark and get a result? It's They've had more complicated away trips, but yeah, uh, I'll never rule anything out, uh, especially this season. Yeah, I guess let's uh, let's get into it. Yeah, and we're being like hopefully could be joined by Mr. Danny Saldana as well later on. Um, and also, don't forget to follow the podcast as well on TikTok, obviously, subscribe to YouTube and Twitter, and also follow myself if you want to hear. Without further ado, let's stop all the chatter and get straight in to the game that's more fresh in our memory, and that is Sporting versus Midget Land. So the lineup is as followed when it shares. So we've got Adan, only made two mistakes this season, guys, in goal. O- only two. I, you texted that to me. I want to jump through my phone and smack you. <laughs> so we've got only two mistakes in goal for Adan. Um, St. Just, who's actually fit for once in his life. Kawat is on one knee. Matias Reis, who was just absolutely awful. Nuno Santos can't cross a ball. As guy looks like he's fresh out of prison with his haircut. Ugarte was good, to be fair. Pot was missed like two open goals. Arthur Gomez was literally not on the pitch. He was awful. Edwards, okay, fine. Paulinho was also shit. And Trincao, Bellerin, Chimiti, Inacio, and Tanlongo, who literally, I feel like every single game has gotten a yellow card without doing anything else. Someone might have to fact check that. But anyway, Rich, I'll start for you. Like, what were your thoughts if... Roastmaster Sam in the house today, but I agree. This was absolute dog shit. This was like the Rio Ave game. Just, it like, replayed. This was so bad. We looked... We came out looking scared against a team that hasn't played because they've been on a winter break for two and a half months, and they're sitting seventh place in the Danish table. Are you joking me? This is... This is a wet part of the game. This was so bad. No one showed any urgency. It was hilarious how even if we create, even when we created chances, we were so wasteful. 
It was just awful. I, I don't want to waste that this much time on this team. They were so bad. Not There's nothing good to say about this game. Everyone looked bad. No one showed urgency. No one could take their chances. It was brutal. It was awful. This was a shit performance from a shit team. Yeah. It's a fact. Chris, what have you got to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that the, the... I don't know what was more poor parts of the second half or the first, like, 30 minutes or so. Um, just the first 30 minutes, they just, they couldn't even... They couldn't even carve anything out. They kind of, they got some chances uh, towards the end of the first half, but I mean, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. Like, they look like a team that that hadn't played in in two and a half months. Um, just they were not they were not good. They were not dangerous in any way. They were even less dangerous than us. Um, I would say more of the game was at least played in their half, but they. It felt like the only way they were going to score was from one of our errors. Like, Kawats misplayed a pass and turned it over one time. Like, it felt like if they were going to score, it was going to be a mistake, which is eventually how they did score. Yeah. Um, so I guess I could feel that one coming in the first half um, if they were going to score. But, yeah, I mean, we could shit on Amorim for, like, just – it seems like he has no ability to adapt, like, ever. Like, he's no. not he's not going to change anything – really ever um we can say that there's another shit attendance uh under 40k at the weekend for the classic which is shit and then 23k tonight both just adding on to the to the misery no lift from the stands uh you know those are the types of things that you can like in a game like this where it's just doldrums you know maybe the crowd can actually pick you up a little bit like that is an advantage of playing at home but you don't have an advantage playing at home anymore. That's not going to happen. It's negligible at best. It's not, not going to happen here. Um, we have more fans support at away games than we do at home. And that's just. Yeah, they're louder at away games too than at home too, for the most part. It's brutal. Like, yeah. I don't know how it comes across live, but on, on broadcast, it comes across like a library at the Avalon. The, the, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's just, it's just go to Denmark, basically 0 0. Um, but I mean, we should have won this game three nothing. This team was not. This team was not good enough. This team did not create enough chances. This team was just like they didn't have the individual talent. A couple, a couple players that that stood out a little bit to me, but not nothing really in particular. Like uh, Rich mentioned earlier, they're in seventh. Um, not even you know they weren't even having active a season prior to this. Yeah, I mean it's just a team that we we, we should be. We should be beating. No disrespect to them, um, and uh, we're just not. We're just not up to that level right now. We could lose to anyone, any given game, any given day. We could. We could lose to the opposition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I I'm literally lost for words because we were that bad. And like Amorim is, I think, 100 percent to blame. And then I know Adan. Adan's a scapegoat. Adan's a scapegoat because yeah, he's shy and he's made a mistake. But I mean, we we need to be scoring three goals minimum in this game. You know. Yeah. That as well. Whole, All three of us said against Marseille that he should have been dropped. You can't just give a key. I know this stuff for confidence, but he is letting so many goals this season. He single-handedly took us out of the Champions League. Remember the he, one where he cut it back when the defender was on rushing? Yeah. yeah. And he, he, he did that this game as well. And it worked. He did that today. Even when he did it, it, it still annoyed it me. Like, yeah, oh, I was like, God. I had a heart attack. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> but like, Amorim, 
he doesn't do the players any favours. We were one nil down with 10 minutes to go. We have Rochina, Giovanni, Fatal on the bench. He brings on Gonzalo Inacio, a defender, and Tan Longo, a midfielder for Ugarte, who was our yeah. best player on the pitch by miles. Why? Why is Inacio coming on when we need forwards? We need attacking. Pedro Gonzalez was awful all night. Arthur Gomez was awful all night. Edwards, you could say at least was trying to do something, was also awful. Just kept falling down, almost diving to every single little bit of contact. He was on the floor. Paulinho, man, every I, I'm his biggest defender, but this game he had a um, howler today. Non-existent, I'm, I'm, non-existent. I'm, twelve touches. He had twelve touches today. in the whole game. I, I'm, I think I'm done with on with Paulinho at the moment. In about seventy minutes, that's just not good enough. Like every single Europe, attack, Europe every Europe. single time he should have been in the box. He runs to the front post, and I don't understand why. Because how are you going to turn your body to try and score? <laughs> run to that, front post every time. He loves the near post run, and it works like one percent of the time. Thank God it worked against Boavista in the last game of the season in May 2021. Because that's how that goal went in. <laughs> that's brutal. Yeah, and like, yeah. the defenders just stopped tracking him because they were like, "What's the They're point? Like, What's, we're, we're not going to waste our time. He's not going to do anything. He's not a danger man." Exactly. And just like I said, the Dan single-handedly eliminated us from the Champions League. And now, obviously, we got the draw, but he still could be this game, this uh, Europe League as well. He also was at fault for the Tasta de Liga final, that first goal when he tried to catch it. And obviously, the game could have gone differently. You, you could say we still could have lost 4-5-0 if he doesn't say if he doesn't like that. The point him. is, you got to make that initial save. And you go from being tied in a game that you've controlled up to that point to now you're playing 1-0 down. And all season, we've seen this team does horribly when playing from behind. So you're basically playing handicap at that point. That's 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 the issue at play here. That's that's the point we're making. Is if yeah. you're not playing one nil down, you've always got a chance to win. You can't lose if you're not getting scored on. That and and the cheek of a Dan in the interview before the game saying I've only made two mistakes all season. He made two mistakes in that Marseille game alone. Oh, in, in, the, in that in, game. And I just like he's obviously. I don't know if he's trolling or he's being blissfully unaware, but like I don't understand how you can say that with a straight face and say, I've only made two mistakes, but I believe I'm at my best, and then go out and do that. It's just un- unbelievable. And I think he's, he's 30, what, 35. Just just give the youngsters a, a shot, man. Kalai is in the in the, the B team, and he seems like a good prospect. Give him some game time. We bought Frank Israel for, what, a million? And he's just sat on the bench, played one game all season. Yeah. It was like, the game, and it was the game that Adan had to that he literally had to put him in. So he threw the poor kid to the wolves. Hell, Andre Paolo is is there for whatever reason for to make up the numbers to be a cheerleader or something. Give him a go. You you'd be better if, than if they go out next week, which wouldn't shock me at this point. Like I don't think it would shock anybody. Bench him, like you, because you have nothing to play for. You have zero yeah. things to play for. You're out. You're out of the. You lost Costa Liga. You're gonna be out of Europe. You're out of the Tassa. You're sitting in fourth place by a good margin. You're going to need a miracle to even catch up to third, let alone second if you want automatic Champions League. You have nothing to play for except hold down Conference League at this point. Just just who cares? Play the kids. Yes. You, have no, you have very little to lose. Exactly. Um, and I was saying earlier, like no disrespect to Magellan, what Chris said, they hadn't played for three months. They, they were awful. Their they force couldn't it. control the ball. They barely had any possession. They were constantly caught up by the back. And I, I, th- I said at half-time, if we don't win this by these three goals, then it's going to be a failure. And we end up drawing, not even getting... Scoring a goal in literally the 94th minute, which is like the la- shades the of 2021. 
but it's like we're we're losing we're we're losing and we're drawing and it literally means nothing like Chris said it going literally in a, like a nil nil because away goals don't count. Away goals mean squat unless you go in with a lead now. Like goals don't matter in the first leg if you if you tie the first leg. But the thing is with this team is the main issue they do not have any desire. Even we no, were down. No Nuno Santos pass backwards, pass backwards, always going backwards. They were scared to go up. Paulinho was scared to go up. Paulinho was scared to shoot. Edwards kept falling down for no reason. Otto Gomez, I don't know what he was even doing. Edwards had a chance to shoot on goal and he decided to dive instead. Yeah. At one point. No, yeah, he had a couple dives today, Edwards, actually. Yeah. He had one where he probably could have at least got a shot on target and he decided to go to ground instead. And Artur missed that open goal. Pop missed an open goal like 10 minutes after. We had so many. It's not like we had no chances and like they were, the Midgetland defended very well. It was the opposite. They were we open so many times. We just cannot finish. And the thing is with the starting lineup as well, it's due to Amarim. Why is Mateus Reis playing instead of uh, Inacio or Diamonde? Why is, why is Paulinho? Why is Paulinho starting? Chimiti scored the last. That's three, the other three thing games. is Chimiti's probably been in maybe the best run of games that a forward has been for us in a while. Yeah, scored multiple goals. He's had one sick. disallowed. I mean. I don't know how he doesn't continue starting. I'll be honest. Like, that's what that's what blows my mind is is not just the substitution. I mean, surely he really has to start it's, at the weekend, or is he just going to run it back again? If he runs his lineup back in on the weekend, I'm not even watching the game. <laughs> that's disgraceful. It's it's not even the yeah, substitution. It'll be like exactly the same, except it'll be Trincao back in for Arthur. Uh, that's the thing. It's not even just the subs. It don't make sense. It's the starting lineups. That make little sense. Like, I, I'm sorry. I know his guy who gets a lot of hate. He's useless. He is so afraid to go on the attack. He, he can't go forward. In like he makes no. He make, you give him the ball. You're basically not making no forward. You're making lateral progress at best. You're not. I will say this game. I I was impressed by his guy. I thought he, he was, just didn't he do was anything. He didn't that, do but there were so many yet. times that he went on the attack and he was wide open. He was calling for the ball. Yeah, he was no wide open one time. Yeah, particular. he was. Yeah, they just didn't give it to him. A lot of times you could tell Edwards doesn't want to play him the ball in an advanced position because he knows that they're nothing go back. can come from it. <laughs> they're not gonna. They're not gonna make any when you give or the ball to his like guy. The options are dribble. Or play it to as Gaio on the end line. He's just gonna dribble himself every fucking time. Which, yeah. and to be honest, I don't blame him because as Gaio has just shown no ability to do anything productive going no. forward. When you when you give him the ball, you're 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 not making any progress. You just gotta hope he doesn't turn it over and just passes it backwards and just consider yeah. that a W. You're making you're making at most a lateral pass at best. You're making lateral. Pro- you're not making any forward progress up the pitch on the on an attack. You're going backwards, and at best, you're going to be going sideways. Like, and I guess he starts because he felt bad uh, because of the weekend. But, I mean, even putting him in, in the weekend in. was idiotic to begin with. I don't know why yeah. you would start him today. I'm sorry. That, that decision baffles me. After what happened on the weekend, like, why would you want to start the guy? Like, I'm sorry. That's, it's brutal. Facts. And, and the wild Danny has appeared. How are you doing? From ahead of nowhere. And had to start drinking right away from that performance, that last hour of work. It was fucking dreadful, bro. <laughs> dreadful. On that on that Ishgayu point, let me also add, 
I'll, well, I've never take the floor because we've all given our points in this game, so it's, it's down to you. Game, so sick, sick. Okay. From that, from the start, from the eleven, uh, Palumu coming in first and foremost. I know we're gonna, we probably all shat on him. I've seen Sam publicly shit on him today on Twitter, which is fucking. And I, I did here as well. Uh, I did <laughs> he did hear. He did hear as well. But um, um, it was wild from the start because I mean, Shermiti, you know, scored a goal against Porto. Shermiti's not the savior by any stretch of the imagination, right? But if the kid's scoring and he's had a, you know, he's had a few games now that back to back that he scored. Why is he on the bench on probably the only competition that matters now? Um, Ishgayu. I've never seen a manager sub in a guy, sub him off 15 minutes later, and the next game, he starts him. That was clearly a sympathy start. That blows my mind. I've, that I've happened, never seen that, that before. Someone allowed that to happen. Exactly. I, I was a little happy that we're we're finally benching Trincaun for Artur until I realized it's fucking Artur and it's not that much of a, of a fucking <laughs> not difference, much of an really. Bro, he was reminding me today of a lot of kids that I've played with like, like pickup, bro. Like the way he was just like dribbling slowly so yeah. much. Yeah. I've, I've seen that player before. He like, was a, he was a pickup game field. hero today <laughs> in the worst way. It's painfully frustrating to play with that someone's doing that. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, bro. And and bro, it's I, I try not to shit on the guy too much because you know I was shitting on him since he came in. He had that moment of brilliance in Tottenham, so I'm like, okay, maybe let me let me give this guy a real chance, bro. Dreadful, so Awful. dreadful. On the, he tries to constantly take guys on, and he, he how many duels did he win today? Like one out of like twelve or thirteen. I wish I had that stat up. That's horrible. Um. I can't wait for Murita to come back because Pot is like ineffective. I don't think Pot had that bad of a game per se, but he's just he can't be the our midfielder. It's horrible. It was really just Ugar. Not in this, not in this system. He can't. Exactly, I agree. I agree. If he if he's a midfielder, he's a ten. He can't play as an eight. He's too yeah. small. Edwards was good. Edwards is probably our 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 only real good player. Maybe maybe second to. I mean, Saint Juice didn't do anything special in my eyes. And the last point that I'll make on this game that I've I feel like I've been saying for a year and a half now is Azan. So fucking awful. But now maybe now it's his third mistake, Sam. You're on mute, Sam. Maybe now it's his third mistake. He's only made two mistakes, Danny, as well. Three now. Say. Three today. Three today. Three if you count today. Fucking horrible. This guy's only made two mistakes in the last fucking month, and it's the shortest fucking month, and we're two weeks in. And we probably only had two fucking games to play. All in big games as well against Porto oh, in the final or in Marseille when we literally a win would have taken us through to the next round pretty much. Yeah, a win would have meant all we needed to do was to draw like our last two. It's games. at the point now where he makes a stop that's like a above average stop. I'm surprised. Like there were he had yeah. one save today exactly. around like minute fifty where he actually had to lay out. I, I was shocked to be honest. Mm-hmm. Even against Porto, I know I forget if you guys talked about Porto last pot or not. But even against Porto, there was one save where he made where I was shocked he made it. Yeah, because everything else was just like just goes through him. It's it doesn't even matter. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have two more points and then I'll ask another question. But um, I thought to to give credit where it's due, Kuwate made two very good tackles to to save a goal at the yeah. start of the game. Yeah. I thought he was great, but what Chris said in the group chat, he doesn't look the same player as he did. He looks, two years hurt. Ago. He looks hurt. Yeah, he is definitely playing through something, and I respect him for it. But there's a time where it's probably going to get even worse as he's playing, and then we're going to look even worse. But Coates was fantastic. Obviously, scoring the, the the goal at the end as well. Um, literally 
that was 20, 20, 21 Coates. That's, that's a great save by the keeper initially, because I actually think he keeps yeah. it. Yeah. And then Coates has to touch it in. Like, he had to do that. He had no choice, yeah. Yeah, that as well. And um, I was going to say, I thought St. Just was, was good. Like, like Danny said, he wasn't anything special, but I still think, given more time, he will become good. He makes them forward runs and... I feel yeah. like he could be a danger. He had some good crosses as well. Some he was he was a better right back playing right center back than each guy he was all game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, the other point I was going to make is, man, where is Rochinha? He like what more does he? <laughs> you have love Rochinha, no, bro. <laughs> no, can you imagine if Rochinha plays? That's even worse. All I'm, opinion, say- all I'm saying seen. is, two games ago he put on Jovan, who was leaving the club, who was out, That's he true. was gone. That's true. And he and he so has been leaving the club for three years, by the way. I don't think where this bro. fucking team is. Franco Israel has gotten more game minutes, it feels like, than Washinia has this season. And he's played one game. Like, what more does he have to do to, to like, I don't know if there's a training issue? Yeah, he must be like the worst training. He must be just so bad in training. He must be a horrible I, guy. I just don't think he's that guy. Bro, Esdio gets unlimited like opportunities, dude. I don't think he's that guy, but I don't think Artur is that guy. I don't Artur think Artur gets that guy. Like, so many chances, to be honest. I don't think I don't devil's out. I don't think anybody on this team has, as the kids say, that dog in them. I don't think anybody's got that dog in them on this team. I don't think anybody's the guy. There's a handful. There's it's just Nuno Sanch. Okay. Yeah, Juan has that dog in him, but he doesn't. He's just I don't know. Uh, Quats might have that dog in him. That's about it. That's about it. It's not a big dog either. It's like a medium, an average size dog at best. Yeah, yeah. Pot, pot, pot has the poodle in him, maybe. No, a shit. Pot, Pot's got they're a fucking chihuahua. Pot, they're up. constantly... Not, yeah, exactly. Like a chihuahua. <laughs> sort of like that. They're constantly barking, but they're not going to do anything. Yeah, they're going to do shit. But yeah, my next question was going to be, do you think... I'll, I'll ask you individually. I'll start with you, Danny. Is this the beginning of the end for Ruben Amorim? Should Should he either resign? Should he go or should he stay? Listen, I've been. I I think I'm gonna die on the hill. I know it's not the best argument. I'm gonna die on the hill that we shouldn't sack him because there's nobody better out there. And even okay, we look at today's performance and it's not that great. But we look at Port, like the games against Porto, and I still think like we should have come out with something better. So this might be the beginning of the end. I I don't I don't see why though. I think the if the administration looks at this game. After what they said in the Champions League, that they don't demand wins against the Marseille, who hasn't been in the Champions League for like a decade. If this is the beginning of the end in the administration's eyes, like I, I don't, I don't get what the difference is between today and maybe like three, four months ago. To be honest, um, so I don't think this is the beginning of the end for him. I think, I think it, maybe against us fans, I, th- I see a lot of fans losing patience with Ruben Amorim. Uh, fans that maybe I were I wasn't expecting. I'm, I'm I'll I'll say basically basing it off Twitter, um, but again I go back to the point where I don't think this is entirely up to Ruben. Of course he takes blame. I'm not saying he doesn't take blame. I look at other games where his his players don't score, but again I look at games like today. I look at games like Porto, and I I have to question his 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 team selection because it doesn't seem right. Especially when I'm, I'm just looking at this one thing now that really pisses me off. Mitchland had fucking 0.2 xg. What the fuck? Yeah, they had the one shot really. One shot. Yeah, that's they true. Had I don't one, really they remember. They had the two, shot. shots, two shots, really. Yeah, first half. First half they had like decent 
they were decent going forward, but nothing special. You're they right. had zero shots in the first half, I think. They had zero shots. They just capitalized on our fuck-ups because we played sloppy. Yeah. But anyways, long story short, this shouldn't be the beginning of the end for, for Emily, in in my eyes, in terms of him getting sacked. Yeah, realistically, nothing has changed. Like, it's, been, with, yeah, it's, been, yeah. it's been, overall, it's been shit for, realistically, it's been shit for, like, 16 months. But if we want to, like, hyper-focus in, it's been shit for, like, at least four with, yeah. like, a couple blips of positivity, it seems. Yeah. But definitely the average is closer to this than it is to the uh, Tass of the Liga final against Porto that played pretty well uh, but did happen to lose. Um, that is definitely not the way things trend overall, especially re- relatively recently for, for Al Well, but, like moral, vic- moral victories, you can only take so many moral victories at the end of the day. Like, you need actual results, too. I don't know, bro. Yeah. This is Sporting. We we live off moral victories for decades. Bro, bro. I've been living I'll off still, moral victories. Listen, I still talk about our 2 nothing loss to Barca, about how we played them off the pitch with Jardazuz, bro. I still, <laughs> I, to be fair, I still think about that game. I still think about the Newcastle game and the Tafsu UEFA. There you go. Yeah. We almost beat Real Madrid and then Ronaldo scored uh, and then, and then a free didn't. kick that yeah, never was. <laughs> we, did, we almost beat them, but then we didn't. In like, in like two Crazy. minutes. Yeah, I forgot about that one. In two minutes, we blew a fucking Real Bruno, Madrid win. Bruno Cesar was the hero. Jelson Martinez was getting international headlines for his performance in that game. He was, oh, he was, he went sicko mode that game. Yeah, dribble straight worked that game pretty well for him. Yeah, <laughs> dribble straight up the middle was it was a strap. Yeah, just dribble to the end line <laughs> and hope it worked. It was a figured out from there. <laughs> yeah, the reason I asked that question was because I asked the same question in November, and uh, Danny and Chris, you both said the season will be saved. If we finish third, we have a go and a run on the Europa League or qualify for the Champions League. Obviously, the Champions League is now gone. Not a question. Europa League, who knows? Might be gone this time next week. We might be on the third. Is also looking time. very sketchy, and yeah. it's and we we put four points down. That was team selection needs to improve. I think we said something, something about the press conferences, um, the the loyalty to players, and the, he doesn't have a plan B. All four of those things have not changed. So in in my eyes, if he's not willing to change, then I think we should get rid of him. I I think yeah. he doesn't have it in in him anymore. He doesn't look the same player. And what annoyed me against Porto was the press conference after when he said, "If you want me to leave, then I'll go for free." Who's been saying that for months? He's been saying that for a while. I really hope that that's true because if we were to fire him, we'd probably owe him a good amount of money. So I really oh, hope. That's yeah, true. me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And he's been saying it for a while, but no other manager would would say that. You, he would say, "Yeah, I can still win with this team. I can still do this. I I, I still believe." His agent's it. probably like, "Bro, you gotta stop." So. I feel, but I feel a part of it has to do with the media on him. I think that's why he says it more so than not. Maybe also the fans. I'm not saying that's not the case, but I only say that because on this, I listened to this past press conference. I haven't heard the the post-match one today, but he was even saying that uh, because they asked him, I think the the Danish press, they asked him whether he considers himself favorites. And he said, he's not sure because sure, the Danes haven't played for three months, but the Portuguese press can't shut up about me being fired or not. So I think a lot of that has to do with him pressing at the, like poking at the press than it is necessarily him saying like, well, if, I, if you guys want me out, I'll leave sort of thing. I feel like, like that's he's a very saying that, but it's also, problem too. Like, yeah, of course. Portuguese so coaches don't know how to 
no, this is the problem with pouring people in Portuguese football. No one knows when to keep. Yes, their another back. coach would definitely. That's have been true too. Right yeah, that's true too. No coaches and administrators just never know when it's time to shut up and just bury your head down and get to work. That's the problem. Like that creates like that there, it creates such an unnecessary distraction for the players. Yeah, it's just it's unnecessary. I get you're pissed off, absolutely, and like. It's funny every once in a while, but it's becoming a weekly thing now. It's like, I'm tired of this. Here's here's my thing. My thing on top of anything else, I think him signing the extension, although at the time I said it was good, and I still do think it's good because I do want Amurik to stay. But now looking at it, it might be horrible. Why did we give him a contract extension, worried that he might go elsewhere, when right now his, his value has never been so low? And yeah. If anything, we're tying him into the long term. Now, again, like Chris said, if if it's true that if we fire him, we don't have to pay shit, fair enough. Maybe we Fine. did the right thing. But other than that, like it's just making this contract extension look a little stupid. And speaking of contract extensions, too, where's Shermitis? Where's uh-huh. um, like like we're so fast to, to give a contract extension to like Azan, for example, and, and and aging players. But when it comes to youngsters that are starting to prove themselves and at least the, you know putting the effort in. It, it always takes so long. I don't know if should. I think Ugarts is stalled out as well. Yeah, Ugarts I haven't as well. heard anything That's on the other person I was thinking about. So it's like, it's, and we gave one to Jovan in the summer for whatever reason. I don't even remind me. Yo, big up to Jovan for taking that right away. Other players might have been like, nah, yeah, it's not fuck you. It's not his fault. No, no I, he'd be stupid would, to say bro. no. And it was like a four-year deal or some shit like that. Am I wrong? <laughs> I think I think it like was that. four or three. Yeah, it was. It was That's a ridiculous. long time. But yeah, Shout I agree. Dave in the chat, by the way. Poor guy. Yeah, yeah I agree. Our, that... our, our condolences today, Dave. I watched a bit of that game, and I was like, ooh. I was watching the coefficients. I had that. I was flipping back and forth a bit, and like, RIP the coefficients, Dave. I'm, I'm, we're here for you. <laughs> and I agree with what Danny was saying. I remember we said it at the time. We gave him a contract extension, and this was after he lost to Marseille twice. This was after he lost to Chaves, to Bovista. Yep. And in his worst season... You gave him a contract extension, and it almost was like, okay, this season is a write-off. That's that's the message it sent to me. It might have sent yeah. messages to other people. It was like, this season's a write-off. No matter what you do, you're going to be here. If we finish fourth, fifth, if we run out the the Champions League, if we get knocked out in the, because to be honest, this isn't even really the Europa League. This is this the playoff to get into the round of sixteen. It's the it's the yeah. NBA playing. That's what yeah. it is. It's the playing. It, it's not the playoffs. It's Fast. it's a playing tournament at the moment. Yeah. But and that as well is just. I don't understand how he can still be there. And today's point, I know Danny said the same. It's not easy to find another manager. But we could look back in this and say, okay, we didn't fire him now, but let's say we give him another year and in November we're seventh and we're out of out of Europe. We're gonna say, I wish we would have bought someone in earlier. Yeah. And that's true. the thing. You have now to now you've wasted risk. now you've wasted two seasons. That's effectively you've wasted two years. Look at Benfica, they took a risk of firing George and they brought in Schmidt from, from a board. It was a risk, and look where they are now. They're flying in the Champions They're one League. They're of the best the teams in Europe. Exactly. In Europe, not just Portugal, in the continent. And even to get Amarim in the first place was a risk. You have to take risks to get reward. You can't just keep stagnating. That's what it is. We're stagnating. We're not going up. Yeah. We're going down. And that's it's all due to Amarim's team selection, his transfer selection, Trincao he wanted, Esgai we wanted, Paulinho he wanted, and none of them have worked out. None, yeah, that's true. But then at the same time, the administration got Slimani. That didn't work out. I'm true. I'm pretty Trincao. sure they got Sotiris. It didn't work out. Who else did the administration get? Uh, Trincao that I'm and Vinagre. Vinagre. Vinagre, Vinagre, I don't know how much is Ruben contract. or not. 
Trinka was definitely Ruben. I think Israel must have been. Israel hasn't. He looked horrible. Even I don't want to shit on Tenlongu just yet, but he's played two games and he came in mid-season. You can't shit on a guy just yet. I can't. He's Let me put also, more yellow cards than like assists and goals. I want to know. Four. I want to know where Diomande came from. If that's an Amuring or an administration signing, because low key I've been impressed with Diomande. I want yeah. Diomande to start more games. He seems good on the ball. A, a fucking unit of a guy. Um, you know, seems like a good defender. I think he could have got the tying goal if Adan wasn't an idiot against Porto. I don't know. If oh, we'll I forgot about it. We're gonna get into that game. I forgot about that. Why so bring that up. That's another thing that that I'll shit on Amuring. It's like you're taking chances, but are you doing it on the right guys? I'm not sure on that. Yeah, but and, and and to this point as well, we'll move on to the Porto game in a minute. But people say like we can't compare with Benfica. Benfica have loads of money because they sell well, and Rui Costa is a good president in his negotiating. However. Verandes is not a good negotiator. That's why we don't no, own 100% of our two greatest assets, which are what? Ugarte, which is what, 70% at the moment, I think, or if not 60. Edwards is 65 now. And yep. I- Pedro Gonzalez is 50, and his value is tanking and tanking and tanking. Yeah. So even if even if we do have a season, we can't be like, are we right off from so in the summer? Because we're not going to make as much money as Benfica do. We also and do all horrible... We also do a horrible job reinvesting. We we have we still have so many deadweight contracts in the club. Like it's not even just we don't spend when we go out and spend, it's on the most mind-boggling transfers you see. It's a trincal where it's it's okay, this is 50-50 at best. It's a Vinag who got no playing time at Wolves. Like it's it's guys who just don't make sense. The problem is the fifty percent. It's yeah. the main problem because oh yeah, all of in theory all it of you. most of the club's biggest assets are are not fully owned. No, um, and they're closer to Fernandez, but they think of what they they give twenty percent or ten percent to to River Plate. That's that's barely anything. Twenty yeah. percent of a deal they made is one hundred twenty million. It, was exactly. nothing to them. And twenty percent of a deal is like normal for like English clubs or whatever. But I've not heard, like, you haven't heard Arsenal buying Trossard for 50, 50%, oh. or Man City buying players 50%. It just doesn't make sense. Even like compare Porto, us to the English teams, though. Porto That's true. Ben, but, but it's Porto that same. Benfica don't really do that, though. Like, you don't really see it. Porto doesn't do it. Italian clubs don't do it. English no. teams are just in a league of their own when it comes to money. But no other team, Bundesliga teams don't do it. Augsburg aren't buying players for 50, for 50% no. of their pass. I don't know why we are when we're making record sales. The other big thing, the other big difference why you can't compare us to Benfica, not because they spend loads of money or anything. They sell their players. For the release clause, or we haven't done so, and Porto maybe too. I can't remember the last Porto player, but but Benfica, when it came to Felix, Enzo, um, uh, Darwin, they've been sold on their release clause. Sporting, we don't even consider. We put the release clause just for fun at this point. Under Bruno Carvalho, we sold João Mari for his release clause, and look at how he turned out against Inter. We can't sell Bruno for his release clause. Um, Poru can't go for his release clause, and he we only had a certain percentage. The other percentage has to go to, to City. I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to this team in terms of sales is we're, we're making all these record sales, but not anywhere near of what we could be making. And, and we have is- the least amount of debt there. I don't understand why we're not buying players at higher prices more frequently at all. And like you said, Benfica have self-release clause. Do you know what they also do? They put their release clauses at 120 million, not 45 they million for one of the best right backs in, in, in Europe. They need to set, like Bruno Cavalli did, every player that came in, Brian Ruiz was 31, 120 million release clause. Everyone yeah, exactly. laughed at the time. But look at it now. 
it makes yeah. sense to do stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, anyway, uh, we do actually have another game to, to review, unfortunately, and it is another loss. Um, they both sucked. <laughs> both these games sucked. Yeah, it's, it's not been a good week for us. Probably Chris has had the worst week with the... With Chris the and me had awful weeks. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mean to keep rubbing it in, Chris, but I just, just, just came to He's a Bills mind. fan. He doesn't care. He's just he's just there for the vibes. He, uh, he's yeah, well, die you're, riot. You're, you're pretty, like got cut short, you know? Yeah. Well, supposed to go all night and it ended at 10 p.m. Just before the game even started, you're like, yeah, I'm already here and like there's a car already flipped over. <laughs> I'm like, no, why the game's not even started? <laughs> How many of that anthems? What? But yeah, the, the next game, uh, which was last week, was against Porto on a 2 1 loss. Uh, lineups have followed only two mistakes in goal, Dan. I'm not going to do the whole thing again. <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to go fly to London and we're going to have words. Uh, Inacio Coates Matias race. Uh, Fatawa was a surprise inclusion at left wing back. Yeah. Uh, Hector Bellerin also a surprise at right wing back, considering like the game time he's had. Ugarte, Pedro Gonzalez for an injured Morita, Trincao, Edwards, and Chimiti getting the start. Um, Paulinho coming off the bench as well as Nuno Santos. Ricardo is a guy who for like a two-minute cameo. 14 minutes in total before he was sucked off again. 14 minutes uh, of, of, fate, of infamy. Arthur Gomez and Diamonde, and I also forgot to mention Trincao was subbed after 30 minutes because apparently he had tonsillitis and Amarim still started him anyway. Why would you start him? Why I'm... would you start him if you had tonsillitis? How do you think he got tonsillitis, bro? <laughs> <laughs> what was St. Juice's illness? He had like a, like lactose intolerance fucking... Yeah, for real. Yeah, 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 the chance. <laughs> but yeah, bro, I had tonsillitis I... and he still started him. Bro, he should be at home. <laughs> he shouldn't even be at the stadium. He should be at home just resting. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, also who, who okayed here that? Anyway. Who was the doctor that okayed that? The, the president, probably. Well, shit, doctor, revoke his license because no doctor would sit there and say, Yeah, you're good to go to work. <laughs> no way. But yeah, man, I'll, I'll start off. Like, it was, to be fair, right? I didn't think we played that awfully, considering, like, when the first goal came. I thought their goal was very lucky with, with Uribe. Uh, it was Again, sort of a, a mistake from Ugarte and lack of defensive awareness and, and things. But like, I wouldn't really blame anyone. There's a guy got the blame on, on social media, but I, I don't really blame him too much. I think it was just one of them goals that happens anyway. Um, and yeah, I think the game was done after that. As soon as the first goal went in, I think I think we all knew that that, that was it. We me, it was, was great to, to score. He technically scored two and was like a, a tiny bit offside. Um, he was off. He was off. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie, by Chimiti's actual goal, I stopped watching. I went downstairs because I thought the yeah. game was done. Um, but in in terms of overall, I thought we were just we were just sporting. That's what it is. We were just there was no intensity. It felt like it's just the same performance every other season. It, it's mad to think that two years ago and a year ago we were putting up fights against Port, where we were taking points away that we should have won the game. We should have won the first game of last season where Pepe got an uppercut, and also obviously the one that Coates got sent off. We just looked like a completely different <coughs> team, and not a lot has changed from those games. I mean, obviously, Matthias Nunes isn't there, and Sarabia and, Pol- and Polina. But, like, Porto's team has changed for the worst, too. They got rid of Fabio Vieira. They got rid of um, Vitinha. Chancellor Mbemba was arguably the best centre-back in the league last year, and he's not there. But they're still beating us, and I don't think they should. I think, again, it shows lack of intensity. A weird lineup selection as well. Like uh, Rich mentioned, having a guy who's obviously not well enough to play starting. Votau, I thought was actually 
decent offensively. Defensively, he was getting cooked, but yeah. he's not a defensive player. He's literally yeah. a winger he's a and winger. a striker. He, he was he's played at striker in, in youth like youth games for Ghana and the teams he played before. But like he he was brought off, even though I thought he was good. I would I would like to see him play play more, especially up top. I don't want him to play left wing back. I don't think it's the the right position for him. And like we mentioned, Esgaro came on for for 14 minutes. I don't know what that was about. Like that is no professional time. manager should be doing it unless like as like and I know Esgaro gets hate, but he wasn't he wasn't awfully bad. Like he wasn't like getting off the pitch right now. Like I don't think he deserved that as much as he has been not brilliant this season. But like like David said, that is a comp- how is that supposed to improve confidence for one of your Here's players? the thing is that they that he he obviously had to come off because you can't have him on if you need a goal because he offers absolutely nothing going forward. But it's like it was zero zero. I mean, it wasn't he, even like they were down yet. What was he gonna do for zero zero? You still basically need to win the game either way. You still need you know? a goal. Like I I I don't think the sub makes sense no matter what. You know, no, I I, I agree with that one hundred percent. It just it blew my mind. I had I was at a loss for words at that one. In in two in the same game, having two subs before like they even played a full half is mind boggling, and a professional manager should not be doing that unless yeah, in such a like massive game, just two absolute managers should be doing that. No manager should be yeah. doing that. Yeah, and the fact that he's taking him off after thirty minutes and after fifteen is just an admission of a terrible decision. You know. Yeah. Even on football manager, like I don't do that because. I have like I don't want to upset the players virtually, like, <laughs> and he does it in, in the game. Your approval rating goes down, man. Yeah, man <laughs> I don't want to upset virtual players, but he just he takes takes him off at home in like one of the biggest games of the season. I thought it was just, or well, this is where I I look and think maybe Amarim has just given up because he it just doesn't make sense to what what the team selection was. Play for Tau, and like I said, I know he played well, but. Bringing him on when Nuno Santos scored last game against uh, Porto, maybe two two games ago last year, and like Nuno Santos is is obviously our number one choice for left back and was randomly dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was happy to meet you. First because... start of the season for Fatawa. What a time to get it. What a time to start him too. One of your, yeah. one of your yeah. like do or die games early to like try to salvage anything from the season and you're like let's put the kid and honestly the yeah list. i guess it could have gone a lot worse I to be like, Sa- like to Sam be honest, said, he looked good going forward defensively he looks shaky but he's not a left back right he's he's a winger to be it's honest unexpected. also with fatau and i agree rich but tell me another game that he didn't start aside from a portal game i feel like we bought him for the sole purpose to play against Porto. <laughs> That's weird. Like, I, 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 that, don't I, and I'm of the opinion I thought Fatawu played really well in those 45 minutes. I know he was getting cooked defensively, but Porto in the first half had what, like, two chances offensively, anyways, and and they the were game, on the ropes at moments. We were sure. pin, we were mm-hmm. pinning them the fuck back, and most of that was coming from that left wing. Where yeah, the, the, was goal is just, good ball. the goal is just it's such a deflation because it's a lucky bounce. Yeah. They really haven't done enough to deserve a goal. We've been slightly better, probably. And then they score, and it's like, we're not scoring two. It's like, you just get that. No. It, was just, it was so deflating. Like, I yeah. I really didn't think we were going to be able to turn it around, to be honest. Yeah, agreed. And and, and you can tell by the players' mentality. Like, the players dropped. You can see Yeah, you can see, the you, can see, you can see just the mood now. go down completely. And, and that's, the only, that's the, other, the only criticism that I don't know where I should point it towards. But I'm pushing it more towards Amurin. Maybe it's the players, though. Maybe it's the administration. 
I'll, I think it's every. The, I think it's all I'll, of the above. I, I agree. I agree. I think it's all of the above. But I'll put it on the coach because at the end of the day, we always blame coaches for this. The mentality of the squad, and I've been saying this for a while now. This year is so evident. The moment we concede, we're fucked. Mentally, we, we're fucked. We're awful when we go we're behind. Fucked. If it's one-one, we can maybe salvage a result, so we're not that bad. But when we go down one nothing, even today, when we go down one nothing, this team gives up to a sense. Did you guys hear my 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 roommate? He's a little bozo. I hope he listens no, to this later. I but agree, quickly, uh, quickly on Fatawu, my only other thing, I thought he played really well. I wish he started uh, in, or he continued in the second half, if not at the left wing back spot. I was even saying we should sub off. Should I was I mean, I'm wrong now looking at it. I was saying we should sub off Shermiti, put Paulinho in the middle because Paulinho was very ineffective on the left. Uh, taking over Tinkaung and have Fatawu up top because I don't know what this obsession is with Amurin for playing Fatawu as a wingback position. I seen it from preseason. I questioned it. I see it now and I question it. He's not a wingback. Like we said, he gets cooked no. defensively. But going forward, the kid looks fucking good. The kid looks really good. When we seen it in the in the Super Tasa or not the Super Tasa, Tasa Liga final, he, he was taking on a man. At least he had the bravery to take on a man. I would much rather Fatawu on the wing than Artur any day of the week. I, I go to a today, back to today's game. I don't understand why Fatawu, one, doesn't even sub into the game when Amurin thinks he's good enough to, to maybe be the X factor against Porto. But two, I don't understand why he decides to put Artur who's given us zero offensively minus a, a wonder goal against Tottenham when Fatawu's had has shown more promise and has shown more this season in less game time than Artur. I, I feel bad for the kid in this case. And I feel like with, with Fatawu, we're, we're going to have another Plata, another, another, who else can we say? Like maybe even you could say like Francis Gerald's where it's a kid that like you see like so much potential in him, but he's not going to result because Spartan's just going to fuck him. So I feel bad for the kid because he. I thought in this game he looked really well. Yeah, Mateus Pereira was probably another example. Mateus Pereira, perfect example, actually. Uh, but yeah. before I pass it on to you, Rich, I'm just going to say uh, my last point was Porto had a lot of injuries this game. Is Estacio was was injured? I know he came on, but he wasn't fully fit. Evan Nilsson didn't play. Otavio, who in my opinion is Porto's best player, didn't play. If there was a time to win this game, it was now, and we completely bottled it. I feel like that's what we are this season. Just bottlers but anyway rich what were your overall thoughts on the game oh god this fucking game <laughs> that's all i got to say uh yeah like we we probably deserve to go into halftime at least draw at least level that seems like the goddamn story of the season is like well we deserve the goal but we just we have no one who can finish if their life if you put a if our anyway, lives bro. depended if we had if our lives depended on like a goal yeah, we're gonna die. We're dying at that. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's 100%. brutal. We need someone who can sit there and finish. This is fucking awful. I blame the coach for not wanting to go out and being stubborn and find a striker. I blame the administration for not wanting to go out and find a striker. I blame the players for not knowing how to fucking put a ball in the back of the net. You're being paid. I don't know how much. You're making more than me. I can tell you that for sure. You're definitely making more than any of us, probably combined. And you don't know how to put the ball in the net when you're looking at the net. That this is brutal. A, a part of it though is also Dio Costa. That big save on Edwards. I know he it wasn't made, perfectly in the couple, corner. He made a couple but, wicked saves. You gotta give him that. But then at the same time, Edwards Edwards also on that where all he has to do is tap it in. He shoots it so wide. He blows it wide. You see what happens when top. you have a competent goalkeeper in goal. It's facts. Wow, that is facts. True. 
Big it sucks. If we had a <laughs> if we had a decent keeper like Dil, if we had a keeper with fifty percent of Dil Costa's ability, we would win today. We could get a keeper for fifty percent. We can get fifty percent of a pass of a keeper. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah and we're and we're not losing that super ta- that that uh, Tasa final against Porto a few weeks ago either. If we had a decent no, exactly, keeper, and that's the thing. Like, I'm gonna go on a little rant here. We're making alleged record sales. We kind of went through this. We've been in Champions League now two seasons in a row. That's significant money coming to the club. Yet we have no money, apparently, according to everybody up top. We're making stupid signings, some of them, with deadweight contracts. We have a coach who doesn't want to change his mind about anything. He's playing favorites. He's making more and more baffling decisions. And we have a president who's basically turning all the fan base against the club because he's got a war against the clocks. The ticket prices are allegedly outraged. They couldn't give tickets away to this fucking game. They had they were giving tickets away for free, and they couldn't even fill up half the stadium. That is fucking embarrassing. That is yeah. so pathetic. We the deserve. Zone, uh, we the, deserve every piece of shit we get. The, the <laughs> zone commentator even today was he made uh like I was watching it. Fuck, when he, he said something to the lines like, "Not a not a packed stadium today in Lisbon, but." At least some fans came out. Some shit like that. It looked like an Arizona by the way, Coyotes game. <laughs> followed by calling Ijgayu Ijjawo or some shit like that. I can't remember I didn't how have he the pronounced it. But even this bozo fucking disrespect, or not disrespect, yeah. but like really come into question our, our fan attendance today. That's a joke. And, and well, even like, why, do, why would you, and I, I can't blame fans for not wanting to come out because one, I can't. why would you want to pay, why would you want to pay money to watch this team when the season is lost? That's fair. Like I'll say it now. And I, it's funny. I, I came on the show as a guest in September, and I said, if we lose the game to Port, the first class go to Porto, the season's going to be done. We're going to, we're, we could be in for a long season. I got slated in the comments for that. Everything I said with Nostra Nevs over here fucking called it from the beginning. I said, this is going to be the 2020, 20, the 2018, 2019, whatever season with Kaiser Ball, where we're going to be shit because we sold our best players and we sat there, we didn't replace anybody. And now we're like, Shit, we're up shit creek without a paddle because we've just done nothing. How how could this have happened? Who could have predicted this except everybody? That's my that's my first rant because we got another rant. I'm gonna have to go on later today. That's my rant on this stupid team. Yeah, they don't deserve any more of my time today. Anyway, while you're being uh, mystic, Rich, what what are the lottery numbers for tonight, man? Or for uh, what's what? What's hold on, hold on. <laughs> This might be actually important. We're both from Canada. <laughs> Hurry up, Rich. We're gonna get. A- <laughs> I got the notes on. I got the notes on Pat. Let's go. All right, seven, uh, eighteen, oh, oh. Uh, thirty-four. Okay, three more. Uh, forty-two. Forty-two. Forty-seven. Forty-seven. Sixty-five. Say less. I don't know if it goes. If, if that somehow comes. I don't in. know if it goes past <laughs> fifty-nine though. I, I don't think the Lotto Max goes mind. past fifty-nine, but I'll, I'll take it. Uh, We'll try it out. Okay, well then pick the next highest The highest one. Don't worry. I got you. I got you. If that's the lotto numbers, I'm actually going to shoot myself. (laughs) I'm going to cry. (laughs) Cry myself to sleep. (laughs) What's lotto max up to, by the way, Danny? No idea. I just know that uh, my my roommate's been playing a lot on max, and she's always trying to convince us to, like, join in. And I'm like, bro, what's the point? We used to do the pool at... uh, No, I'm in. When I worked at Denny's, we used to do the, the pool of, like, 10 of us. So it'd be like... Oh, a lot of max up to fifty million. If we all win, if we win, we each get like five mil or something crazy, right? Like <laughs> that's amazing. Like I'll take. I'm like I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know what five million can do in Toronto, but uh, it's maybe uh, like a shot. in Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Toronto, yeah. you're getting nothing. Toronto, you're getting like a box. 
Chris, what were your overall thoughts on this quarter game? I guess the only thing that I uh, I feel like is worth adding um, is uh, the, uh, the honestly the disgrace of Paulinho even playing in this game. Uh, yeah. Just sad to do that. Um, it's one thing to do it for Juan Paulinho when you're in the title race. It's it's honestly it was good shit housery and you know you can make the argument that like it was an undeserved uh, fifth yellow, but I mean this Paulinho playing in this game, I mean I, I don't even think like anyone was like let's go like we got our record signing like he's we got him for the big game they like, did they did know. but it was for, it was like in a meme like all right let's go it was it wasn't there was, it was zero no hype we're excited by this yeah all it does is just make the club look pathetic um yeah man I, it's just sad you just, it's just it's such a bad example it's such a bad president it just like it, it's yeah it's just bullshit that's that's really all i think about it Mm-hmm. Paulinho made me yearn for Tiago Tomas, and if you know me, you know how much I fucking hate Tiago Tomas. That's saying something. <laughs> that says a lot, because I cannot stand that guy, and I was yearning for Tiago Tomas. But on him, I think he's coming back next season. I well, think no, that's why we haven't... He's shit, too. No, Stuttgart, I think... Well, Stuttgart can't afford him, I think, but I think Stuttgart... I think, I think like, our, option, zones, our option for him to buy was, is, like, high. It's a little high. It's, like, like 7.5 or some shit. I thought okay, 15. I think anyways, it was like it was ten, but then I think after the like past January, it will ha- it went up to fourteen or fifteen. Oh yeah, they're not paying that. They're I I paying I'm that. St- I still say it. I think the re the reason why I say that is because we haven't bought a striker. I think that's because we're we're planning on Dumaj next season. I think that's why. God help us. To be yeah, fair, can't be any worse, enough to bro, compare the two. They both have two goals in their respective leagues. They so. do. They do. Let's go. They do. One's not really better than the other at this moment. That's yeah, a, but Stuttgart is, is a much man. worse. Stuttgart is a worse team than Sporting is. At this moment, a much I, I don't know. Too. I don't know about that one. Fair, fair, fair. Stuttgart's also playing in a much better league. We play in the fucking fiefdom Mickey Mouse two goal league. Like, but yeah. big game. They're Paulinho playing, an actual, they're playing in actually playing in a real league. Tiago Tomasco against Bayern Munich. Like, I mean, facts. Yeah. Two big game players, just to share about everything in between. Anyway. We don't have enough big games, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> God help us. It seems like every game is a big game. game at this point, but I don't know. Like, uh... is if if that is the case, just before we move on, is is, mm-hmm. is it going to be Paulinho, Chimetti, Thiago Tomas, or is it going to be Paulinho, Thiago Tomas, Chimetti, or it should Chimetti be Paulinho? Thing? It'll be Paulinho, Chimetti, Thiago Tomas, I think. Or Shermiti, Paulinho, Tiago Tomas, depending on how Shermiti It'll be It'll be Paulinho, Shermiti, and Tiago Tomas playing right wing back or some shit like that. Tiago Tomas playing wide, and then that, this is the thing with Tiago Tomas is he runs a lot. No one runs as hard as that guy, but he suffers from Scott McTominay syndrome, which is the reason he's running so much. He's always out of fucking position. He doesn't know where he needs to be on the pitch. So he's just running around, hoping the on that, ball. On that, you reminded me. Uh, Bellerin did look good this this game, but I thought defensively, the same way we said Fatawu got cooked, I think Bellerin got cooked, but because he's a pace merchant to a, to a certain a degree, little, a little. I think he, he recovered it well in time. And and Pepe is also, or Galen, who I forgot who he came up against, was also not, isn't the fastest human being in the world either. So, like, mm-hmm. he can recover in places. Nonetheless, I still like Bellerin. But uh, going back to our purchases, I still think Bellerin was more of that name signing than 
what we actually needed or like a Poru replacement. You know what He's I mean? It's a just a Spaniard with a name that came from, that used to play for an English team that came from Barcelona. It could have been anybody, but this could it just happened to be Hector Bellerin. <laughs> I think he'll be good though. I think he'll He's be an good. upgrade for Mezgaya, but yeah, he hasn't shown yeah. really anything yet. Yeah. I, no, but though, he's also had like this, what two or three games. Like he's not. But had in this much in this Porto game, in this Porto game, uh, I think he could have had two assists if if his if his colleagues knew how to fucking score a goal. Edwards being one of them, and I forget who the second chance was, but he had a decent second chance, like a a pass, like right above the box. Maybe it was Trincaun. I can't remember now, but it was like not directly in. He like cut it past, like in front of the box. Somebody hit it, and I think it deflected off a Porto player or something uh, like There that. was the one right at the end where that paella-eating prick Adad got in Diamande's Yeah, way, that Diamande wasn't – Bellerin was off at that Diamande point. Would have, Diamande would have had a free header at goal at the very I least. think he gets that on target at least. He gets it's it he has, not, at the very knows, least but... is getting it on target. I don't know if he's scoring, yeah. but Adad, that paella-eating motherfucker took a scoring chance away from Diamande. And, and on that, this is my last point, I, I swear, on this Porto game. My last point. I feel like I've been talking about this Porto game since we talked about fucking Michelin. But the last point on that well, yeah. is is uh, <laughs> Adan. Okay, we're we're talking about, and this is another thing I shit on Adan for. We talk when he first came, we talk about his experience, blah blah blah. That you're right, maybe he does come with experience. I don't see that experience, yeah, experience because experience of, of sitting behind better goalies in Spain. Yeah, exactly. He sat behind but, All Black. He sat behind Casillas for like a decade. Like he sat behind before when who did Moringo drop Casillas for? Adan. He played no no no. He Dio, played Diogo for Lopez. Roma. Diogo yeah. Lopez. There we go. Lopez, yeah. Listen, but the thing is with Adan and this experience that we're talking about, I've if you're so experienced, I mean, okay, maybe I'm a short king, but I know not to why jump making, backwards. I know not to jump backwards onto a header. When if a header is going past you and you're jumping backwards, likelihood is you're not winning this header. Instead of not jumping, maybe just you know, I know you're a goalkeeper. You're rushing up to the box. Good for you. Congratulations. Allow it, bro. Diamande could have had that. And I think I think that's a goal, but at the very least, it's going on target. Now, if you're jumping backwards to win a fucking header, you're not going to fucking win it. Leave it, bro. No. Leave it be. But anyways, that's, that's my last rant on this Porto game. Good job, Porto. You didn't deserve this win again. And, and it's games like this where I think why we should keep a Mourinho Right, like I, I, I still don't see us. I've seen Silas. I've seen Tiago for the for uh, uh, Fernand. I've seen, I mean, Kaiser to a degree. Who was before? I, I seen us. Time. I seen us put up with Paulo Bento for two years when Paulo Bento's number one philosophy was just counterattacking. You know what I mean? I seen that. So I see a Mourinho, and I see him wanting to keep possession. That's why I still think we should give a Mourinho chance. I think he's a young manager. I think he needs to learn from his mistakes a million percent. And, and you know, I can't blame him for his players making stupid mistakes. Of course, we can bash him for, for team selection, and he deserves the criticism. But this is why I think we should keep a Mourinho, is because of performances like this against Porto, where I think we do really well. I just don't understand why it doesn't translate against Michelin, why it doesn't translate against Riwav, who we were lucky to beat. Why does it translate against Bovista earlier this year? That's my main thing. I don't know. I don't know who to blame there. Um, so, but anyways, I digress. Yeah, we'll move on to something that isn't technically related to sporting, but I know Rich has wanted to get it off his chest for a while. Um, oh, yeah, and that I just is dropped after the last show. I forgot. I forgot to the ranking for the last like hour. 
Well, I'm not gonna lie. You pre, you all three of you predicted it last uh, last week in the Europe. Danny called it, and they announced it the next day. By the way, that was hilarious. So, just before I get you started, Rich, um, the European Super League Pro it has a new proposal, which is sixty between sixty to eighty teams, multiple divisions, no permanent members, minimum games of fourteen per club, and also the the main thing is a lot more funding for clubs. So, Richard, without further ado, please. The floor is yours. All right, here we fucking go, lads. So, we've done this thing. We've done this song and dance before with uh, the Super League. So, the difference is, they claim, is that you're going to get get qualified on merit. We don't know what the merit is because they were very vague about that. So, no one really is sure what's going on. 60 to 80 teams is still less than what gets access to current UEFA competitions. Between Champions League, Europa League, and the Conference League, it's 92 teams in the three 32-team formats. And are we really going to trust teams that have been... And even more get access in qualification, too. Yeah. You have teams that still get out, like, Europe, like, at least a round or two in within qualification. So you're cutting that out completely. I have no trust of whatever this A22 company, the Schalke... They're a shell company for Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Juve. Let's call it what it is. Because we've never heard of them up until, like, this week. They're a brand new company, never heard of before in, in our lives. And does anybody really trust the teams that are committing money fraud to adequately look after and manage the money for all of European football? I fucking think not. I'm sorry. They showed their fucking hand the first time. We know what's going to happen. They're going to say it's open now, and it's all fine and dandy, and people will sell their soul to the devil for it, but their ass is going to belong to Real Madrid and Barcelona in five, ten years when they decide, oh, we're just going to change this, and we're just going to change that, and it's going to be like Champions League where they slowly, slowly, and steadily start stacking the fucking deck against the teams that aren't from England, that aren't from Spain, that aren't from Italy, and aren't from fucking Germany. So the Portuguese teams, the Dutch teams, the Scottish teams, the Ukrainians, whatever, we're going to be the ones getting the short end of the straw. And we've already seen their hand. They want a closed fucking shop for them so they can collect their money and have their all-star Mickey Mouse teams. So there. Cool. I'm going to play devil's advocate a bit. You bastard. Because... <laughs> you bastard. You rat bastard. <laughs> Only because... and. It's because of the way the Champions League is changing. And if you haven't played Football Manager, you won't really know what I'm talking about. If you have, you will. So it changes into a league format instead of groups and whatever. It also changes some clubs will get in due to pr- uh, previous performance in Champions League, which one is... I thought they scrapped that, though. I don't know. You probably have to fa- fact-check that one, but as far as I'm aware, Someone, that someone was... in the comments fact-check that for us, please. <laughs> yeah, but if that is the same thing, then that's just... It's pretty much this that is a super league right now. Yeah. The only thing that I agree with, maybe not from like the Real Madrid and Barcelona side, there needs to be more evenly distributed money towards the clubs. And at the moment, England, I think England will have five teams in next year's or the year after Champions League competition. Portugal will most likely only have two, apart from if coefficients go in a better way. They're not. What <laughs> yeah, they're not going to. And that means the Portuguese league is going to suffer with lack of money. It's going to be sporting. It's probably going to be the ones that are going to miss out. Let's be honest here. If not Braga as well, that miss out. And for me, I think more money is needed. And if they're, I'm not saying this Super League is the way to go, like this exact proposal, 
but there needs to be a whole redesign i think of like champions league europa league even conference league because it is it's always going to be the same same thing which is the same like we're never going to see a porto this is the example is a porto champions league run where the underdogs go and win it even though they had a good team we're never going to see that again from a portuguese or a ajax was the last team that came close but they had such an unbelievable like wonder kid team too right like we're never we're never seeing that again i don't think I think we will see it again. I'm convinced we will. It's just, it's going to be too far. Like, you know what I mean? It's going to be too, it, you're not going to predict it, right? And then the, the problem is with this that I think is once there is another Ajax, another Porto, another Monaco, Monaco is, uh, you know, Monaco, they had Bernardo, yeah. Fabinho, etc. The moment, and, and Monaco and Ajax are a perfect example of this. The moment those teams appear, they get rated yeah, quickly. Quickly. So, I agree with Sam, though. I, I agree that there needs to be some sort of, like, better distribution of wealth because at this moment, from, from what I see from, from the outside looking in, it just seems like English teams are cruising. English teams get all the money, uh, especially if you're in the Premier League, because oh, there's, no reason, there's no reason a team like Brighton, who's never, in my lifetime at least, has never um, participated in any Euro- European competition – West Ham just started participating in European competitions. There's no, there's, there's no reason why they should be buying players for 20, 30, 40 million. You know what I mean? So I think the, the main issue is that all the money, all the advertisements, and maybe deservingly so because they get all the attention. They get packed stadiums. They know, you know what it is? They, to the Premier League's credit, they don't operate their league like a fiefdom. Spain, Portugal, That's Italy to an extent, France lately... They operate like a feat, like fiefdoms. They operate to cater to the same clubs, and so you're never going to get any additional money coming in yeah. when you're not doing anything to create new fans. There's no competition outside of the top three or four. That doesn't help. The only thing, the only thing with the Super League that scares me, though these new proposals do seem better. The only thing that scares me is what does okay, you know, even excluding Sporting Porto Benfica, because I think. At the end of the day, the the four of us, I'll say, will be all right. But all right, relatively all right. Because I think of the Guimarães of this world. Braga's. I think of the Arrocas of the world. I think Braga will be all right. I think of um, Boa Vista, who's a big club in Portugal, because we already know what happened to Bilinic. Yeah. I think of teams like, uh, let me think in it. I think of teams like Sassuolo, Sampdoria. You know what I mean? I, I think Fiorentina, like, I think they're going to get really fucked up over this. And and Sporting as well, I don't but I think Sporting might be in like the fourth tier of this Super League if if you know what I mean if if, 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 it, if it goes like that. My other only worry is that this European Super League, the heads of it, you know, they might propose that it's a better distribution of wealth, but at the end of the day it's it's not. You know it's not. I mean? like, they're going to wait they're going to wait heavily paper, for that. But, Exactly. Exactly. Like and this I think... is what they've done in the Champions League. They've complained about the champ. This and this is where you can absolutely, I think, criticize UEFA one hundred percent. Is UEFA kept caving to these clubs, giving them more leverage and more say in how things are done. And that's not how you run a democratic system. Mm. The democratic system is, I get a vote. If Sporting gets a vote, Real Madrid gets a vote, Manchester United gets a vote, Leicester City get everyone's vote counts for the same. And UEFA over the years was making it so the votes of Real Madrid and Barcelona 
and all these kind of super clubs that are in that that top tier were basically kind of running the show anyways and now it's like we've made our bed and now we have to lie in it and this this is kind of the end game for them anyways they've always wanted this isn't a new thing like mm-hmm. real madrid's been pushing this for like 30 years mm-hmm. they've wanted a yeah. closed shop they've shown their hand that's why i don't trust them they've shown their hand continuously that this that what they want is nba style closed shops zero consequences but lots of money which, which is fair me, enough to them. I get it. Especially I, it seemed like City. I, I get it. I understand it, but you're going to throw away what over a hundred years of, of tradition because you need to make a few more million dollars. Like mm-hmm. really? Exactly. You're going to, you're going to destroy the, basically the, the, the ecosystem of football, destroy so many local clubs, so many jobs in those local clubs, because you can't stand to see them even even possibly fathom the possibility they could maybe one day just kind of get to the Champions League because Leicester City spooked a lot of people. Leicester City pissed off a lot of Premier those big Premier League teams because they realized, oh shit, they could do it. Anyone could do it. They got to play with mm-hmm. the big boys and it scared a lot of the big boys because they it made it was a shot to the side where they went, oh shit, anything could happen now. But that's, I think that's the magic of the Premier League. I think that's why Premier League has always been number, well, not always, but especially now has been number one. It's because, you know, we realize more than ever, especially now, any team could beat any team on a given day. I mean, Chelsea, it's tenth, it's, it's, Chelsea it's and Liverpool are 10th and 9th for the for currently, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, my, my issue is, and I think where I agree with Sam, I think definitely we need change. My issue is that the distribution of wealth currently is where – most leagues, at least, maybe outside of Spain and, and uh, not even really only outside of England, the most leagues are looking that we get a good player and we sell them off to the Premier League because yeah. we'll pay a ransom for them. And obviously that needs to change because one Premier League might not, you know, they're, they're going to get fed up with overspending on players and assets. But two, us, you know, as a, as a sporting fan, we shouldn't be relying on on Manchester United to come by our best youngster or our best player for us to survive and stay afloat. Or we should also, yeah. we shouldn't also be depending on champions league money to stay afloat. You know what I mean? It, we should rely on it in terms of like spending more. It should be seen as a nice, seen as a nice to like, stay bonus. afloat. We shouldn't, nice, we should, yeah. exactly. We shouldn't be, we shouldn't be for a Spartans perspective. We shouldn't be um, depending on champions league so that we don't sell half their squad. Now, whether well, that's, that comes down that's to administration Bar- or not, but that's, that's Bar- story, Barcelona but. too. Like that's the thing. Like Barcelona has been such financial shambles. They banked on winning Champions League, like at least getting the quarterfinals of Champions League this year. And they're playing true. Europa League today. Like that's the problem is these teams are so because they a lot of them too have just mismanaged their finances. They don't know what to do anymore. They're out of ideas. They just they want but, security by any. But to means that, possible. that's no, that's not the league's problem. That's the not the team problem. The league, that's, that's a team, a team problem. problem. That's, that's Barcelona's problem. problem. Nobody yeah. else's. But the fact that it's Barcelona and Real Madrid might be in the same boat. Manchester City are looking like they're in the same boat financially. Uh, United might be in the same boat. Arsenal, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That's why they, you know, these big teams come, decide to come together. That's the issue. Because it shouldn't be, you know, Barcelona's broke, so we should all reform the system. No, it should be Barcelona's broke because they fucked I think millions. Too. I think too, just to cut you off. Yeah, I think yeah, it's they feel like it's owed to them, and I'm sorry. In sports, if you're yeah. shit, you're shit. Yeah. If I'm a, I, 
I watch a lot of hockey. If my team misses the playoffs, guess what? We're shit. We don't get fuck all. But the I'm difference sorry. is your team won't get you're you're uh you're a Bruins fan, right? I'm a Bruins fan. I wish so Bruins can get listen, year. I wish Bruins can get relegated, but that's, that's not gonna happen. They can't. <laughs> we I wish can't they could, but that's the point. The There's Bruins, no con- that's a thing. That's the beauty about about football though. If you're bad, there's exactly. a consequence. And they don't want the they want to avoid the exactly. consequence because they feel it's their God given right to play Champions League. They feel exactly. it's their God given right to get most of the money. And that's not how this fucking works. Exactly. But that's also fucking and, work for what you want. And that's and that's also the beauty of this sport. And this is my last point. Yeah. That's also the beauty of this sport that uh what was the the German team? Hamburg never been relegated before in their relegated history. It was relegated years two ago. years yeah. ago. Everton probably never I don't think has ever been relegated. Looking like not, they're gonna get not relegated. For a long time, right? Looking like, like they're gonna thing. get relegated. You know what I mean? That's the beauty of it. Man United were relegated. Liverpool were relegated. Yeah. Um, I mean, City, bro. I grew up knowing City in the second league, bro. I didn't know what a Manchester I City was. I barely knew Manchester City. Bro, Bingo City didn't even existed. know what a Manchester City was when he signed for them. You know what he I mean? He thought he like, was that motherfucker thought he was signing for United. He just thought Manchester exactly. said, oh, fucking sign me up. Let's go. And, and my issue with it is that a team like City, you can even, you know, look at Chelsea to a certain degree as well, is teams like that are, are coming into changing the rules around when when they benefited from the old platform, how it was, you yeah. know what I mean? So, um, but I mean, we'll see, we'll see what this means for Spartan. I, I just don't see think what it means for good. football as a whole. Cause they're, they're still their, their lawsuit in the court of arbitration uh, to be decided on probably later this year, I think was the timeline. I wasn't sure if it was the spring or the fall. So we'll, we'll kind of find out what's going to happen with that. Um, Cause that's going to have monumental kind of implications for the sport as a whole. Um, I, I absolutely agree. I think there does need to be a total reform of how the wealth is distributed, how the competitions are formatted. I just, I don't think this is it. And it's mainly because I don't trust the people behind it to do right by, by not just by my, by any team. Cause who's to say Benfica is not there in 20 years, just as an example. And then they say, no, we're well, not big enough. You don't bring in enough money. Fuck you. You're excluded. Like, that's the point. It's, they're just going to start – I don't trust them to, to sit there and do right by any club, let alone my own. Because it's not exactly. just about my club now. It's about everybody. And that that's my big concern is I don't want someone who's a dedicated fan to see their club get shut out because Fiorentino Perez said so. Because that's not how this works. That's not how it should work. Yeah. The, the last thing I'll say, um, then we'll move on. Oh, you got um, something to say? Yeah, that's no, kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> just to, to, to a while ago with Danny's point saying like he thinks you will see see like a, an underdog win. But what I meant was like an underdog not from a top five league because the top five leagues are so yeah. are so like the, the money is ridiculous. Even in, in France, like let's say a mid-table t- uh, team in France will still have more, probably a better way structure than Sporting does. Maybe not by Fico or Porto, but definitely better than yeah. Sporting, Sporting Braga, yeah. players like that. So I don't think this this current Champions League format will will give someone like a Porto, even someone like a I don't know maybe an Ajax, Ajax or Ajax sort of in the middle. But yeah, like a Celtic or someone like that, they're not going to be able sure. to make that jump because of the yeah. way it's it's set up. And like by I the said, way, yeah. I, I don't think they'll I don't think they'll win. By the way, I think we'll see a, a nice run, but that's best. And and you, I agree with. But you that's there, my so. point. Is we're but, never going to see that win again. Agreed, like, agreed. But thing, it's gonna be I don't think a... we'll ever see that win in a, in a European Super League either, though. No. That, and that's my point. You bear, you're already starting to see it even in the Europa League. Like, you're starting to see it just exactly. pass around between the same handful of leagues. Bro, Roma won the Conference League last year. It's not like Roma's a small team. 
they're they're one of the more well supported teams in Italy, in the world. I'd like say, really? Well, yeah, probably because there's a lot of diaspora like in Canada that are like Roma. I know a few Roma, Roma fans here. Roma Toronto, Napoli. Roma Napoli fans are big in Canada. I know that, but like, Channel Napoli, that's that's the, the point. Like you're even with the the second and third tier competitions, it's starting to become just a a pass off between the same four or five leagues, and it's quickly becoming the same handful of teams each year, and that's the problem, I think. Yeah, and so the only last thing I'm going to say. I'm just saying if, if this is true and that the money will be this distributed equally and stuff, and like let's say this is all like obviously we can vote we can all say now it's probably bollocks, but let's say it's true, as a sporting figure Porto, you have to take that because you're not gonna get that money from the Champions League. You have yeah, exactly. to if yeah. you're getting more than Champions League, it is tough to say no. That's I why just, again... for when the English clubs did it, everyone turned against them because they literally don't need it. They make the most money. They need. They, they had. They had the least to gain out of it. Exactly. Whereas, Except like, for if, Tottenham, because Tottenham shit. <laughs> but yeah, Tottenham Arsenal, I understood. But like, for a team like Sporting or Brighton or whatever, even teams like Ajax and like out, like uh, outside the top five leagues, then to me, I think you you they would they should and they probably would take it. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. I kind of agree with James on that last point, and then yeah, I woke up. Yeah, I, to me, there's too much. There's it's it's too much about money now. It's not about common sense. I think there's a problem, and it's too bad because I think if you looked at com, if people just used a bit of common sense, the money would still come. But no one wants to spend more than a handful of minutes on just the quickest solution and not what might be the best solution overall that would still make them the money. Mm-hmm. I don't know if James means the World Cup because, like, I, th- I think pretty sure James is a big Ronaldo guy. So I don't know if he's saying because Messi won. Because I know a lot. I'm not saying this is James, but a lot of people were saying that like, it was rigged towards Messi and stuff. Um, Low key, well, World Cup's been rigged since like '98. But fo- football is—you've seen the scripts, man. Korea, we, we, Bro, we've seen the memes. There was the, there's the a famous scripts. story. I just want to get off topic real quick. There's a famous story, and if you haven't read this book, I really recommend it. It's called The Fix by Declan Hill. And they go into detail about how they're almost positive the World Cup in '98 was fixed because that's the one where the Korea went to the to the court to oh, the that's semis. The, that's the O2 one you're thinking. '98 was uh, it was R9 Ronaldo in Brazil, and it was in France. And some guy bet like an ob- ob- absurd amount of money on France to beat Brazil like by two or more goals in the final. And everybody's like, "Are you fucking mad? Brazil's the defending champion. They're the best team in the world, and they have." Prime Ronaldo, like what are you talking about? And France won the final. Was that the one where Ronaldo had like a fit before the game? Something before something happened to him before the game. We never found out what really happened. Mm. Yeah, there is also he also details in the book how he was invited to watch people fix matches at the 06 World Cup. Yeah, which match fixing funny. has been in football and in, in soccer, which is football, pretty whatever you want to call it. And yeah, it's a it's a really good book. in our league. We know exactly. I mean, he gets into listen twenty six. Yeah, what was the year, to... league we won? We lost 2016, oh, right? 2016 yeah, by two points. There we go. Enough stuff. So yeah, he gets into uh, the Juventus Calciopoli match fix. He gets into the Pitturado as well in that book. But he gets into a lot of stuff. He did his research. It's nice. the fix by Declan Hill. Please go out and, and find it. It's one of the best football books I've ever read. It's it's really interesting. We got to get him some on of the, the stories are just so. Some of the stories. Let's get Declan Hill. That'd be a dream. That dude's like he did some research for this book. I will say that he's got some hilarious story, like just absurd stories about match fixing in this in this book. 
Uh, Chris, uh, do you have any uh, modalities slash loose end slash other events in the sporting world that you want to go on? Um, the handball team clinched second in the in their group for uh, European League. They had clinched the knockout round, but they won another big game, so now they've clinched at least second. Track and field, women's and men's indoor national champions. Uh, two player notes from the B team. Estevs, not in the squad because he's overweight. And so, and so Tiris is now starting for the B team. So that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's how those things, that's how things are going for two. I watched that full game and I really wish I didn't. Sadinish <laughs> <laughs> had a nice little spin, bro. I couldn't get the fuck. Yeah. Every time I'm scrolling on t on my on the, my timeline, it's like Sotidish. Then whatever, whatever, whatever. Sotidis. Sotidis. She's got some good um, <laughs> They were up one nothing and then lost two one in the 89th minute. Yeah. Rough. <laughs> And uh, yeah, uh, the ladies lost to Benfica yet again. Again, <laughs> we yeah. did. We I think we've done like four shows in a row now. I think where they lost to Benfica. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it was bad. We got it's our bad. first record stories, kind of alluding to the dangers of Sporting's finances should they not qualify for the Champions League. Yeah. So, you know, when record is reporting that story, that the storm is coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. And uh, yeah. Uh, Matias Fernandez retired as well, so shout out to him. The goal, Matias. They always have the uh, the free kick against uh, Man City when they became oil merchants. Legend, you'll never, you'll never fucking take that away from me. God damn it! <laughs> a player I wish I wish played more years for Spartan. Like I wish he, he had a Fiorentina? better team around him. He was so much fun to watch. He would have been nice. He would have been nice regardless. Oh, if he could have had like, like. The team when like Bruno and them were around, like if he had been around then in his prime, fuck, that would have been so much fun. Yeah, he just he had to play with like Fito Ronaldo and like Ivaldo. Unfortunately, <laughs> like, yeah. he didn't get a lot of good help. Yeah, and shout out to Diego Capel who said, "Well, not anymore in in True. my time zone, but turned thirty five today." So yeah, shout shout him. Happy birthday! Shout another to oh, that's another one who was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed Diego Capel. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Before we sign off, just remember that we still have a giveaway alert. And once we hit to uh, a thousand subscribers, we'll be giving away uh, a sports shirt of your choice from Loja Verde. We'll pay for shipping if you're outside Portugal as well. All you have to do is subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, which link is in that tweet, and take a screenshot as proof and reply to it. If you don't have a Twitter account, it takes like five minutes to set up. It's completely free as well. So you won't have to pay to anything. It's also free to subscribe. So if you do want a chance of winning a sporting shirt of your choice from Lucha Verde, just give us a follow, subscribe to us, and also take a, a picture as proof. But yeah, uh, apart from that, I think we'll wrap it up there. It's been an eventful podcast, I think. We've got a lot off our chest. A very good therapy session, if I do say oh, so myself. a good group therapy session. Thank you, boys. <laughs> I needed that. We needed that. But yeah, um, make sure to follow the guys here. Make sure you follow Chris here. Shout out to Steph, who doesn't have social media, but shout out to the Patron, uh, Steph. Love we love you, Steph. Uh, make sure you follow Richard here. And follow Mr. Danny Saldana over here. And of course, if you want to follow myself here as well, uh, make sure to follow us on Spotify, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at sporting160 underscore en. We've been ramping up the content on YouTube as well, not just podcasts. We've been doing a few videos, and there's definitely going to be a lot more to come. Shout out Rich, Rich, by the way, doing the thumbnails and the graphic stuff. Really oh, no putting his, his time into it. So shout out to you, Rich. 
again. Shout out to Sam for taking the time to film those videos and to do uh, the TikToks as well, which I then just cut up into the shorts for YouTube. So shout out to Sam as well. He's putting in, put in a shift. Team Facts. effort, boys. Team effort. Facts. But yeah, thank you all for watching. Hopefully, we'll see you next time when the results are a bit better, hopefully. Probably be about the same sort of time, I would assume, after the Europa League game. We'll probably I'd look to be here a week today. Hopefully, with a better result. But I hope you guys have a lovely week. Welcome back to group therapy. <laughs> yeah. But hope you guys have a lovely week. Hopefully, sporting do as well with two games on the horizon. But other than that, peace. <laughs>